We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I, I want to talk about all right that. we're live welcome to the rg dfs tournament takes podcast uh that was brett trying to interrupt me but um <laughs> anyway i'm your host chris kirkwood killer chris killer keith kirkwood um here with my boys brett harfield killer b2482 uh john subradian jsu rab uh and uh we're back for another slate second time this week and uh, I had a pretty bad Thanksgiving as far – well, actually, I did pretty well on Yahoo, but bad on DK. Um, by the time that uh, Kirkwood touchdown happened, like most of my lineups were dead already anyway, even though I, I did plan, like I said, in captain on showdown. And I did tilt enter a 1K. And uh, I was like in first for like three quarters of the game. But, uh, yeah, I thought this was going to be my day. Hunter, I had him everywhere. But uh, it just didn't matter at this point. Um, so how'd you guys do? Uh, it was a losing day for me. Like, I I had uh, quite a bit of Amari Cooper on FanDuel, so my FanDuel lineups went went off. Um, but I'm pretty sure I ended up losing on the other three sites. So Yeah, I had no, Amar- and- no Amari. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I got on to Amari on a few different lineups over on Fantasy Draft. Um, I had a lot of t- tickets into their queue. Uh, but couldn't take down the queue there. And then um, just had him on my main lineup for my main tournament and my main cash on, and, uh, on FanDuel. But, yeah, I didn't really love love that spot. He was just priced uh, priced well over on FanDuel. John won a million. <laughs> right? Is that what no, happened? no, no. I actually, actually had a, I had a bad uh, Thanksgiving slate, but it was a great day all around besides having a terrible DFS day. But, um, you know – did call Calvin Ridley. Just wanted to say, you know, should have had two touchdowns, but I'm continuing my hot streak. All right, Ty now Calvin. We'll, we'll continue it on this pod. I'll, I'll give another one out. Well, um, the one thing that told me the most is I had to, by by Thanksgiving. By the time Thanksgiving rolled around, I had already 
even started it back on the show, but I was a hundred percent convinced that there was no possible way that the touch the the Bears do not get Michael Gallup a touchdown for the loss of his brother in a game on Thanksgiving, and uh, I had him everywhere, and they. I'm I'm just disappointed in the the Cowboys organization. I think that's terrible. Like if I was just saying it all day to like my family, to my girlfriend's family, uh, I was just saying, you know, if I'm the if I'm the coach, if I'm the owner, if I'm anything, I have one goal, and that's to get Michael Gallup a touchdown. This guy poured his heart out, lost his brother. He's back on the field playing. Like you get the man a touchdown. Nope, nope. So Can't do it when Cooper's taking all the touchdowns. Yeah, they just wanted to show off their shiny new toy instead. Jerry, typical Jerry Jones. I fe- I thought he would have a heart, you know, but uh, <laughs> and plus, Jason Garrett is such an idiot anyway. I mean, worst. Can't. I, I was stupid to put my faith in that. Uh, it was a dumb narrative play for me. But we're back for some more narrative plays. Um, how many games we got going left for uh, Sunday? Ten. Ten games. Yeah. We've got 10 games, um, and I'm going to save the people. I, I haven't, you know, done enough research yet. I've done a little bit, but uh, you guys are going to be carrying me on this one for sure. So um, let's just get right into it. Um, slate overview, big picture overview. Um, how do things look to you guys? Yeah, there's not, like, a lot of, like, super competitive games. There's not uh, too many – you know, super high scoring games. But I think the one that obviously sticks out the most uh, to everybody would be the San Fran at Tampa Bay game. Um, like I said, I think there's, there's most, most of these games, there's a, a pretty big favorite in it. So I don't think there's going to be too many game stacks uh, available here, but uh, I think uh, the most exposure on the slate will be at uh, San Fran at Tampa Bay. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, just from a big slate picture, do agree with Brett. Um, but I just think that really the the toughest position, in my opinion, is going to be the quarterback position and what you do with it. I I don't see a ton of great plays there, and it's going to be interesting with ownership and um, some of these guys, young quarterbacks in, you know, good situations, but, you know, really raw and not really – trusting a lot of them so uh, it's gonna be interesting to see you know how heavily owned they are you know guys like Lamar Jackson Nick Mullins both in great spots but you know that for me is going to be the interesting spot um not saying that I might not have some of them lineups but I just I just don't see a quarterback that I'm super comfortable playing I mean we got Jameis Winston is going to be the chalkiest quarterback on the slate and I'm worried he's going to get pulled after a bad first half so you know We'll see. Yeah, all right. So let's start there. Let's talk quarterbacks, quarterback position. So it looks looks like uh, the guys that are going to at least get the most ownership, right? at least right now, as of right now, are Lamar Jackson. Um, and that's just a game script play, um, taking on a, a horrendous Oakland team. Um, you know, there's a lot of rushing upside there. Um, also, we have Alex Collins is questionable in that game, which will be – and we get uh, my boy um, – Gus, <laughs> who's my boy? What's his name? Gus Edwards. Uh, yeah, Gus yeah. Edwards. Yeah, that's right. Um, it's going to uh, have a potential opportunity there. But um, the Jameis, who uh, I just can't. I can't. I can't have any part of this freaking Tampa office anymore. It's just crushed my soul this season. 
Um, you know, but uh, other than that, the next guy, I mean, I'll probably end up going towards Andrew Luck or Cam. Uh, potentially maybe some Nick Mullins, but do I really want to put my faith in Nick Mullins? I'd rather just take uh, Breda, right? John's boy. God, I love Matt Breda. Yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be uh, one of my more favorite plays, I think, uh, this week. So uh, just a guy that I had marked for sure um, in that game. And then, um, yeah, then we can get into some you know deep GPP flyers with uh, potentially like a Russ or Wentz or. Baker Mayfield. Um, I don't have too many worries about Jameis Winston uh, getting pulled. Like, if we're looking just squarely at the quarterback uh, spot, um, I mean, I know they've obviously gone back and forth. Uh, both both have, uh, have failed uh, for the reason why they're getting pulled. But, I don't know, I think this is a spot where uh, I feel pretty confident in Jameis at 6K um, to be – probably my cash game quarterback on most sites, but um, it is tough when you do look at Lamar Jackson and it is, it is pretty crazy in 2018 that we have an NFL quarterback that had 27 carries. Um, and we know how bad and how defeated the Raiders defense looks. So um, I, I guess I wouldn't hate uh, going to uh, Lamar Jackson in uh, cash games, but yeah, it's just, just a weird spot to have Lamar in like tournaments. Yeah, I, I mean, Lamar Jackson is probably if I had to choose between Lamar and Nick Mullins, I'd probably look more towards Lamar Jackson. Um, but like I said, it's just so it's so tough. Like in GPPs, Wentz is a guy that I'm looking at. I feel like last week was he was just going up against a Saints team that was on fire. I mean, their defense is awesome. Their, their offense was, you know, cooking the whole time. It was just, it was just a bad matchup. They're just, the Saints are just a better team than everyone else. Um, so I think we just throw that game out the window and really I'm not that worried about the Giants defense. Um, Wentz is at home before that Saints game. Wentz has had, you know, his, his lowest output in the last, you know, like seven games has been 22 fantasy points on DraftKings. So, uh, I mean, that seems like a pretty, pretty safe guy to me. I'll take, I'll take 20 points. I'll take my 20 to 25 points with my QB and be happy. I mean, he's only 5,900. That's a good price tag, but you know, tournament pivots, you know, a guy that I, I, I or, you know, two guys I'm looking at and I think are going to be super uh, low on one guy's Ben Roethlisberger, um, guy he's, he's on the road nobody likes to play big ben on the road he does have bad splits on the road but this is a guy who against this denver team you know their defense isn't terrible but he can absolutely have success um through the air i think they can move the ball against this denver team um i'm not too worried about that so i, I like him at 6100 i think him stacked with you know ab and connor or ab and juju it's not a bad you know game stack um, to me, and I think it's going to be super, you know, contrarian, you know, and then Cam Newton's another guy, uh, he lost Devin Funches. So I think, you know, the targets are kind of, you know, where he's going with the ball is a little smaller. You got McCaffrey and Olsen and DJ Moore, and those are like probably his three main targets. But I think Cam's also going to try and, you know, do it himself a lot in this game. I think he's going to try and run the ball a little more, be more aggressive at the goal line, and I could totally see him, 
you know, sneaking in a, a run or two at the goal line. So uh, those are two guys that I'm just, you know, uh, GPP, you know, upside. I like those two guys. Yeah, that's um... – I do like the Wentz call. That's a game that interests me. Obviously, I like Saquon in that game, and I want to, you know, potentially run them with some people. Um, I like going back to Ertz after completely busting, and I'll even look at Golden Tate and Alshon. Um, those are the guys I'm kind of considering right now, so I do like that call. Um, all right, uh, Brett, what do you think? Yeah, I think for uh, just like quarterback GPP uh, flyers that I would be willing to invest in this week is uh, Russell Wilson at Carolina. Um, this is kind of a sneakier shootout game for me. Um, just being in Carolina, um, they are 25th uh, DVOA versus the pass. Um, and they've kind of been really good, uh, you know, stuff in the run. And Seattle wants to pass anyway. So, um, and we're also noticing an uptick in – uh, Russell Wilson just uh, running the ball. So he's had at least five attempts uh, just running the ball uh, the last three weeks. So um, that's nice to see, especially in the first, what, eight, nine games, uh, he was not really taken off. So um, like that. And then um, also uh, would like to get some Baker Mayfield uh, exposure, um, kind of a battle of Ohio here, uh, Cleveland at Cincinnati. Um, Cincinnati defense has been really bad through the air. So, um, just kind of a spot to get uh, – I feel like I haven't um, um, been able to invest in Cleveland uh, the past game uh, in the last few weeks. So I think this is a spot where I kind of take a shot here. Cincinnati's defense has been bad against the air and the run. Yeah, so it, yeah, yeah. They're, it's, they're uh, terrible. Either way, I love the Baker Mayfield call. I'm probably going to have a little more uh, Nick Chubb than Baker Mayfield, but – uh, I to- I'm totally on on that call. Any interest in uh, the other side of that game with Dalton? Yeah, I think that's kind of a sneakier play. Uh, Price-wise, um, the pricing of these guys I, I really uh, like. Um, should be interesting. I don't think A.J. Green's going to make it back this week. But even if he does, I think a, a guy like Tyler Boyd, uh, his price has really yeah, gone he's down, down to like 6k, right? Or yep. And and the thing is, I, I don't think a lot of people realize this, but he's even in his last two games, he's had a 28% market share, which is really elite. Um, he gets Brian body Calhoun in the slot. Uh, and this is a guy that's been just getting burned the last, what, three, four years. I mean, I remember always circling, <laughs> circling Brian uh, body Calhoun. Anytime I had a wide receiver going on uh, against him and, um, he's given up 116.1 QB rating in this coverage. So I think Tyler Boyd is definitely a buy spot for sure. Yeah, he was benched earlier in the year. Um, he's definitely a, a guy to target. So uh, I do like that call, and I, I'm, I'll always roll out Tyler Boyd. So this, this is, I can get behind that play for sure. Um, anyone in this game that you kind of have your eye on, uh, JSU? Um, re- really the only guy I – I really love is Nick Chubb. Um, I said it a little earlier. Yeah, yep. Um, I just absolutely love running backs against Cincinnati. They've given up eight touchdowns on the ground to running backs in the last four games. They've given up, I think it was over, you know, like 600 yards on the ground. It's it just the numbers are ridiculous if you look at them. Um think they've been averaging 6.2 yards a carry in the last uh Nick Chubb's been averaging 6.2 yards a carry in his last two games um about 141 yards per game so I 
I, I love this spot for Nick Chubb. He just runs so hard all the time. I, I don't see any way Cincinnati stops this guy. And the Browns are content with just feeding him the ball. He's gotten 20 carries plus in the last two games, um, 80% snap share uh, the last game. So I love that. Um, he should be he, – he's going to be one of my top home running backs. I like it. All right, um, so that's a nice segue into running backs. Who are the other guys? I'm showing the, the popular plays, at least off the bat. It's going to be Melvin Gordon. There's some potential injury risk up in the air. Um, but um, he's going to be, if he's good to go, he'll be at least for cash, the chalky guy, and he'll be chalky in GPPs as well. But I really like Saquon Chubb. Um, Marlon Mack is a guy that's getting a lot of love right now. Um, James Conner, Christian McCaffrey. Um, who are who are some of your guys? Yeah, I have Marlon Mack as uh, the highest owned projected um, on a site here. So I, I I don't know. I think it's good shock though. Um, he's gone his last two weeks where he versus the Titans and the Jaguars. They're two uh, two top ten rushing defenses. Uh, we just saw what the Jaguars did to James James Conner too. So uh, this is a spot where I definitely want to invest in the highest implied total um, of any team. Uh, right now the Colts have a 29.25 implied total. So I expect this to be a spot where he just gets work um, on the ground quite a bit here. Um, still have a lot of love also for T.Y. Hilton in that game, but I think you can get exposure to both. Um, and then, and then like, I know, I, I know we'll probably have this debate. You guys, you guys have a lot of love for Josh Adams. I don't know if I can go there yet, but um, – I, I don't mind uh, getting some exposure in the Tampa Bay game um, and, and going with Peyton Barber at 3,900. So, you know, this is going to be kind of more of an ownership play. If I see that Josh Adams is becoming uh, kind of higher owned or what I consider to be chalk for really cheap, um, I don't mind getting uh, some Peyton Barber exposure uh, at that same price. Yeah, so <laughs> – so uh josh adams i i i he's another guy i i do really like just some things to note here with the giants um obviously the last two games they're 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 an average run defense on the year but really that doesn't tell the whole story the last two games they've been without snacks harrison who they traded away to detroit now in those last two games they've been giving up 137 and a half yards um, to running backs. Just the, the the run defense that they were is not the same run defense that they are now. So I think that's one thing you have to look at. The other thing is Josh Adams in a absolute blowout paid 55% of the snaps. He's going to play more. I, I don't care what Chris says. Chris is going to talk about Wendell Smallwood and Corey Clement. They want to get this guy the ball. This guy is their most talented running back by far. You're going to see a snap share go up a little bit, and he's going to get way more carries than seven. And I know that that number of carries from the last game is going to kind of knock people off of him a little bit, but he will not be getting seven carries in this matchup unless they're getting blown out. And I do not see Philadelphia well, in Philly getting blown out. I'm sorry. Let me tell you, with their defense, their secondary, they are going to give up points. And if they're giving up points, they're going to be – I just don't see this being this Josh Adams home favorite, you know, type of game, slam on the, the Giants ball. Giants aren't and stopping them. It's it's 
it's just not going to be that game script. I don't think I, I just, I, I feel like the giants are going to be able to have their way in this game from an offensive standpoint, even with doodle arm, Eli, they just have too many weapons against this like awful zone, horrible secondary. That's just Swiss cheese right now. So I get it. But like, there's always like, you know, like if whoever's chalk, you always know he's going to bust on Philly. Like, it's just like guaranteed. So <laughs> that's the science people. Okay. So like, it's going to end up being like small water Clement somehow. Um, and I can't get behind – I can't play Peyton Barber either. I, these are just guys I just can't – like, so what are we looking at at pricing here for running backs? Who Like, we still got – we've got Gus Edwards. Like, that's a game script I can get behind. Yeah, that's that, – but that hinges on Alan's, Alex Collins, I think, for me, in a way. Um, it did seem like Gus Edwards just took over that share without even an in-game injury uh, for Alex Collins. Um, but it's, it's one of those things where, um, I mean, we, we do have a questionable Alex Collins and I don't want any type of timeshare, especially when you have a quarterback that's already running the ball, uh, 26 times last week. It's just like, okay, I don't, I don't know if I see enough, uh, share going around to, uh, two to three more, uh, backs. Cause even Buck Allen had plenty of snaps last week. Uh, I actually only had five snaps, so I love Yeah, he it. did, yeah. He, he uh, um, so, I mean, even if it is a two-headed uh, backfield, like I don't know how confident I would feel uh, with that situation. I, I would I'd like to see Alex Collins uh, not suit up. I'd rather get up to guys like, obviously, like Mac or Breda, um, potentially even like a Kenyon Drake. Um, I just want upside. Um, I don't know. Um, and well, then what, is it, isn't, uh, a, let's, isn't, let's, let's isn't talk Doug about, Martin, uh, Doug Martin out. Um, I thought I heard that, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't have uh, any type of injury for Doug. I, I don't see him as out. I could have totally. He doesn't have a, he, he doesn't have an injury designation on the report. So he's well, in. It's coming. He's, he's going to be out. I have no idea. I just made that up in my head. I thought I heard. <laughs> um, all right. So. I don't know. What do you want to talk about? Let's uh, let's go to James Conner. Uh, so at Denver, uh, obviously he got shut down at uh, Baltimore. Um, we expect this to be a pretty high owned play. And I know JSU, you were on uh, Conner quite a bit last week. So this is a spot where you go right back to it, even though the ownership is going to be high. Or how do you how do you deal with the James Conner uh, this week? Yeah. So last week's James Conner play was. You know, one, because it was a good matchup, but two, also because he was going to be lower owned, which he was. Um, and he could have paid his price off. He just kept dropping touchdowns. But this week, it seems like everyone's going to flock to him. And if Melvin Gordon is injured or limited or out in any way, I mean, that just makes his, you know, his ownership's going to go through the roof, I think. So I don't, I don't know if I want to take chalk James Conner, but I will say that James Conner at 7,800 is too cheap, especially in this matchup. How, how, can, how can we not play Leonard Fournette? That's where I was going to go. There you go. Like, I mean, this is a guy that totally you know is going to get 25-plus touches. 30 touches yep. per game pretty much basically against the Bills. Yep. They, they're going to feed him, feed him, feed him. I hate the fact that – they Hyde is there. It's it's and Hyde looks decent when he's out there. But um, Hyde's a good running back. I agree. Yeah, like, and it does kind of like it. 
takes a little away from him, but not much. I mean, they just feed him, feed him, feed him. And against the, the Bills, I don't care if it's in Buffalo. It's actually preferable probably with this, the weather cold, you know, just feed Fournette, let him take advantage. Yeah, of no one's gonna want to. No one's gonna want to hit him in the cold. Yeah. The only thing I would be worried yeah. about there is Jacksonville's record on the year is three and seven, and we know obviously uh, Fournette's injury history is like when. When do you kind of just shut down a running back, uh, a guy that's you know somewhat injury prone? I mean, probably not worried about it in week twelve, but it's something oh, yeah. like once. Once their season's over with, when when do you kind of just start losing faith? The only thing, the only thing I'm worried about is the blowout. I don't think I'm worried about. I mean, injury. injury but they just don't. They're worried just, about injuries every time they step on the field. It's football. I worry every time Matt Breida goes out there. I'm worried he's going to snap an ankle or a knee right first play. The thing no, to worry no, no, about. I'm not talking about an in-game injury. I'm talking about like a coach wanting to like not. Yeah, but they're they're three and seven. You said right? Yeah, three. not yet. It ain't happening yet. It's, it's not happening yet. But but the, I mean the division's basically out of hand because they're Houston seven and three is all I'm saying. And you know this is a guy that they they rested him and passed just for fear of like re-injuring another injury. So no, nah, he, he's ready to go. He told me. I talked to him. <laughs> and I wouldn't um, be worried about uh, them blowing out Buffalo. Buffalo always shows up at home. They do. They do. No, this is this is what I have said all year, and they and I play their defense, and they just get absolutely smoked. <laughs> um, so this this is this is not something I'm willing to say anymore that they always show up at home because they haven't shown up at home. Um, but the uh, the thing I worry most about is the like. Literally, like pick sixes could could hurt Fournette's value in this game. But how many passes are they going to even allow? Like, I don't, I don't know how many passes they're going to even allow uh, Bortles to throw here. I don't think they need to pass. Yeah, I think. No, I'm saying, I'm saying Jacksonville pick sixes. Oh, okay. First, Josh Allen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Well. Well, Nathan Peterman. Play Leonard Fournette and their defense. There you go, guys. Just just play Leonard Fournette and the defense. All the touchdowns. There you go. Get them all. Yeah. I, I, um, I, I don't see how – I played Fournette last year. I mean, I, I love – Fournette is by far my favorite play from a running back standpoint, even ahead of Saquon. So, one team that we haven't even knocked on uh, yet is your your guys' Patriots here. Uh, is there anything in New England? Uh, they have the second highest implied for a team uh, at 28 and a half. Uh, I mean, we still got injury riddled Rob, uh, Rob Gronkowski. looks like he's going to be playing this week. but Brady um, is now questionable, but, like, legitimately questionable. He's sick and um, – He's not only is he sick, but he's also his knee he was downgraded uh, Friday. And the last blurb that I have in front of me is he's expected to play now. So yeah, I mean, I just heard on the news today that like he's it's up in the air right now, and he's gonna play. And it's just showing on Roto World right now. His illness designation is a new addition of Friday's injury report. Brady was actually downgraded Friday, having sat out after being limited earlier in the week. Even so, we fully expect both he and Gronkowski to play, but. This is when, whenever you get it, did, I mean, if he's sick, if he has the flu, he legitimately, this was a, this is brand new. He legitimately could not be ready to go. Well, maybe it just means you stay away from their offense in general, but I, I, 
totally, totally think Brady's going to play. I, I don't see any way he misses this game unless he's literally on his deathbed. But I just don't. Um, I think he's on already. I think he's been on his deathbed all season long. To be honest with you. Yeah. Well, I mean, he these sucks. These Patriots on DraftKings—they're <laughs> just all overpriced, right? I mean, you can't, you can't like really, you can't even project. Uh, like what they're going to do from week to week. Like, I don't know. This is a spot where I think I just avoid, avoid the whole situation. Oh, let's, I mean, let's give a shout out to our favorite. Um, hold on. I'll pull up his name while you guys are uh, talking. I mean, I mean, Gronk isn't overpriced. He's just not playing well. Sure, that's the up. one guy that's not. Yeah. He's not, he's not overpriced. I want to do with the, the inside Gronk info. <laughs> well, you know, he's definitely healthy to play. That's the one of the reasons why I know Brady's going to play because I feel like Gronk wouldn't be playing this week if it wasn't for Brady because that guy's literally going to retire with Brady. Let's give a big shout-out to friend of the pod, Big E, with the, Buff, uh, with the Chicago Bears avatar, uh, the picture, who was all over us. Uh, you thinking the Lions are going to roll the Bears? You've been watching the Bears, bro? Then uh, we like get through that. We get over that, and then he comes through. Uh, no one wanted to watch the Bears versus Vikings. Are you out of your mind, man? That's I mean, it was I just said. shocking that he had a picture of the Chicago Bear logo. Yeah, that's that's one I said. Like, uh, got Anthony I, Rizzo chilling in his background picture. Yeah, that's that's when I said like, why did they flex this game like only to screw the Bears? I'm like, nobody wanted to watch this outside of like Bears and Vikings fans, you know. But, shout, yeah, out, like, shout out to I like, I like watching the Bears play, by the way. Tyreek Cohen's like one of my I like Khalil. Not, Khalil. I like, like, I like Khalil Mack, yeah. But, like, I wasn't excited to watch Daniels, for sure, and that game was disgusting. That game was awful. But, um, and the Lions are worse, but um, – Yeah. Yeah. Thanksgiving in general was uh, pretty, pretty – like, a lot of those games didn't come through. Yeah, let's go back to the main slate. Let's go. Transition <laughs> back, guys. Uh, I don't know. Are we done? Where are we at? We have wide. <laughs> oh, we got to hit up some wide receivers. Is that a wrap? Is that a wrap, boys? No, no we got some wide receivers to hit up. Let's the um, wide receivers up. All right, let's 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 do uh, Chris' favorite thing. Let's go to Tampa, and like I know he loves. He I, loves I, I do it. I, I'll I'll end up on freaking one hundred percent Jameis by Sunday. I know it. Yeah, but like I mean, we're talking we're talking to Chris Godwin, Deshaun Jackson, Mike Evans, Adam Humphreys. Uh, you got Djax who's questionable. He he seems to be questionable every week. So I don't know how questionable this questionable tag really is. But I think I don't know. I, I'm gonna probably want more exposure to Godwin here. Just the price. It's gonna be more of a price point play uh, at 4100. Uh, on the outside, you you still have Richard Sherman, but I'm not worried about him. Uh, both Godwin and Deshaun Jackson can take this guy deep. So uh, I feel pretty good about uh, a deep. Deep touchdown pass with one of these guys. Why? Why do we want Godwin now? Who was he? Was basically now number four wide receiver. He played season low snaps. I know you're a big snap guy. Twenty three snaps. Mm-hmm. So why? Why? Why do we want Godwin now? I feel like I feel like they do the same thing. Uh, Godwin and Deshaun Jackson are in there just for deep, uh, deep uh, passes. I mean Humphreys and Evans play every snap, and then they kind of just rotate rotate uh, Jackson. And Godwin, uh, mainly, mainly I'm thinking Godwin gets a snap share back if uh, this Deshaun Jackson injury is uh, a little bit true this week. And then um, 
they're both they're probably going to end up whoever's going to end up seeing probably Richard Sherman probably. Yeah, which I'm which I'm more than fine. Like I yeah. I I'm not too worried about uh 33 year old Richard Sherman. Yeah, I mean personally if I was to take a receiver from this game I would take Mike Evans. Yeah. I I wouldn't take anyone else. Uh he obviously has um developed a really good passing relationship with Jameis. Um looks great when he's out there throwing it to him. I, that's the guy I would go to. And then we're going to have a chalky Cameron Brait now because no O.J. Howard in the picture. But um, now I just heard Silva saying, you don't play Cameron – you know, Cameron Brait is awful when he's alone without O.J. Howard. So what do I do? Do I play him? Do I not? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm not complaining probably. But you can oh. do – Jesus. Donovan Mitchell will not return to tonight's game. Mother, <laughs> mother, mother of God. You, you had him in your DraftKings line of red. Yeah, I did. Uh, so I, I actually like at tight end paying up to George Kittle this week. I don't know how popular of a play that will be, but it's just it's a, a lack of liking the San Francisco wide receivers and then how bad Tampa Bay has been against the tight end. And he's at a price point of 6,200, which is really close to Zach Ertz at 6,400. So I don't know his ownership shouldn't uh, be too high because I think if people are going to pay up, uh, they're going to pay up to Ertz, and then it might be of a, like a shock of a sticker price uh, to pay 6200 for Kittle. But Kittle has been phenomenal uh, in this offense uh, with uh, Mullins running uh, quarterback. So I got um, bad news for you, my friend. What's that? I love Kittle, it. Kittle is the chalk. No, no, he's not. Sean no. is the highest owned uh, tight end of the week. No, I wrote this up to you in the lineup HQ thing. He's not going to be chalk. Everyone's going to go back to Ertz. No one's going to pay. If you're paying up that high, everyone's going to go to Ertz. I'm, I'm with Brett on this one. Yeah, and I think I, I think uh, your boy uh, your boy Bright's going to be chalky at 3600. Yeah, I just don't think yep. people are going to be. If, if people are playing paying cheap, they're going to go to Bright, and if they're paying up, they're going to Ertz. I just, I don't you guys, you guys are smoking. This is this is a, a fifty-three and a half point total. He's like the best. He's like there's only two catch threats on the San Francisco 49ers. It's either Kittle or Goodwin. Goodwin is not as like is definitely the least safer, but has upside. Um, I like them both, but Kittle is going to get a ton of love, and I'm showing that he's going to be the chalkiest. So. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I'm thinking he is going to be chalky. But what about the Goodwin slash Godwin stacks? Got to start out there, right? Double G, G yeah. squared. Uh, yeah, why not? why not? Yeah, I'm going to leave out Godwin. I, I don't want God. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Why did I just agree to Godwin? I don't like Godwin. He's trying to trick you, Chris. Yeah. Yo, let's go back. We're going back to wide receivers because we skipped over talking about Antonio Brown and Odell Beckham. Go for and, it. Take it away. And, and, they're literally in two of the best spots. And Odell Beckham is going against, as Chris said earlier in the pod, right now probably be where secondary. It just it is atrocious what we're looking at with these guys who are trying. Sidney Jones, Douglas, what these guys are terrible. Yeah. Like I, I I watched this game twice. Uh, on replay just to see, like, who they were picking on. And they were picking on both of them. There wasn't, like, one guy they were targeting over the other. Yeah, this is like the, the Odell Beckham ego, like, stroke his ego game where he just does anything he wants and they just feed him, feed him, feed him, and he just goes 
berserk like that we've yeah. been waiting for all year. So I'm a, I, I can I, I can get on board with that. And I and I will say too, Odell Beckham did. I'm not going to say he disappointed people last week, but I feel like a lot of people were on him last week, and he didn't put up that you know 30, 40 point you know banger that everyone thought he was going to do. It was Saquon, and just just for that, I feel like he might be just a little less owned than he should be. Not saying he's going to be low owned, saying he should be higher owned, but he won't be because he didn't have a great game last week, you know, that recency bias. So that for me, I mean, he's one of the top wide receiver plays for me in GPPs of this, of this week. I like they were it. just really efficient. They didn't like, they didn't have to throw in bulk, you know, like Eli was super efficient last week. I just think like if they're pressed to throw, uh, th- those are the weeks that you want to have Odell Beckham for sure. Um, I mean, you never know what you're going to get out of Eli from week to week, but yeah, with what type of trash they have in their defensive backfield, I think you've got to feel pretty comf- comfortable in Odell's uh, production this week. Can we, uh, if Brady's healthy, any interest in uh, Josh Gordon? <sighs> yeah, no. I'm probably not going to go there. No. Hey, the, the, the other guy, I mean, Antonio Brown's got a great matchup this week. Um, Bradley Roby is not a really – not a great corner at all. Um, I, people, he's not going to see Chris Harris. Chris Harris plays predominantly in the slot. He's going to see a lot of juju. Um, I, I, I don't see Chris Harris going and guarding Antonio Brown. But e- even if he does, Antonio Brown is matchup proof. Nobody can stop Antonio Brown. He's that good. You saw him, what he did in Jacksonville, and Jacksonville has probably the best corner right now in the league or oh, one of the – That touchdown play was was ridiculous. Um, Whatever. It, my point is is that Jalen Ramsey couldn't <laughs> stop him. It doesn't matter. He, he, nobody can stop Antonio yeah, Brown. because he Antonio Brown is matchup. Because he's the yeah, king cheating. That's fine. I know, that's but fine. that's a skill. Whatever that's gets it skill. done, Chris. No, you're right. It gets it done. Right. Yes. It's a skill. Yes. It is. It, it is. I agree. Uh, and I'm just saying, he's not going to see Chris Harris. Everyone's – no, he will not. Okay, Keenan Allen saw Chris Harris because right. Keenan Allen spent most of the game in the slot. We have to go back to T.Y. Hilton, and we have to go back to D.J. Moore. Yeah, I'm all about T.Y. Hilton. I mean, you don't have to convince me that uh, – Anytime he's at home. And isn't this a huge, like, price, like, mistake by DraftKings? Like, going it's up. It's not a mistake. From, it's what they do. Yeah, it's only going from 6,100 to 6,500. I mean, this is a guy that, I mean, he always smashes at home, and this is just a great spot. Like, I don't I don't know how you don't go back there. Um, he's going to be he's going to be owned, but, I mean, geez, like, it's going to be tough not to uh, have a lot of exposure to T.Y. Hilton this week. All right, uh, that's a wrap. Uh, I am uh, I am probably gonna fade to a Helen. All right, anything else we should talk about? What? Uh, yeah, one thing. One thing. I mean, games. you do have a Charger situation where obviously they have a Melvin Gordon injury, uh, but Keenan Allen in the slot. I, I think uh, if Melvin Gordon is healthy, I, I still want to get some exposure to Keenan Allen. That'd be like the last wide receiver I'd want to talk about. Right, yeah, he's been uh, on, he's been he's been whining for the ball too, and his uh, his targets have been up. And um, last two weeks they've been there. Yep. Uh, yeah, I like that call. Let's um, give our top plays. 
unless you want to talk about DJ Moore, Chris. Yeah, I mean, we just go back to him. We go back to him. That's that simple. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, You're going right back to him. I will um, reserve the right to change my mind, but right now I feel like I will not be going, you know, all all in crazy on him like I did last week. I just hate when a guy comes in and he's pretty low owned, and you get him in the great spot, and then the next week everyone's on him. It's like. You know, the party already started last week. And I get it. There. I'm and- so mad. So I considered him in cash because he was, like, the only one in that, like, 4,200 range or whatever. Like, and I kept being, like, I, I maybe I should play uh, DJ Moore. But, like, and then I ended up, ah, oh, I can't do it. And then for some reason I forgot to, like, play him in GPPs. So it was, it was really tilting. Yeah, and I've I've never been a fan of Funches, so this could be this could be a spot where he just becomes the guy the rest of the year. I I, I don't mind it. It's like I also hate being late on a guy that like just bursts out the first week, and uh, then you're just paying uh, you're paying with it because of the ownership. And he didn't even like he just had that one. It was just a bad. He got the guy fell, and he had an open open. Here's the interesting thing is if everyone's going DJ Moore, I feel like McCaffrey uh, is just forgotten. He's just the forgotten running back in that in the running back range with so many good plays. And I feel like Olsen, who I know he's old and he's slow and whatever. But he actually looked like pretty good. Those, those are the two guys, to me, that I feel like in GPPs, I'm going to stack Cam with. Because if everyone's going for DJ Moore and he flops and Cam has a good game and McCaffrey and Olsen at low ownership, which I think they will be low-owned, and, I mean, Cam has one less main target to go to, so it makes it a little easier for him to spread to those guys. You know, I, I think taking a shot on that stack um, isn't a bad idea. I think that's one thing that I'm going to look at. Yeah, I'm just seeing right now that uh, Funchess is hurt, right? Like he's not playing this week? I think he's out. He's, he's, he's definitely out, I think. Yeah, so regardless, I mean, to me, like <laughs> Greg Olson is, is everything that Funchess is. So uh, if there's not another Funchess, then I expect Gre- Greg Olson's uh, like touchdown equity to go way up uh, in the red zone. So, yeah. yeah. I, I like Greg Olson. Uh, I think him, Kittle, and Ertz are the three tight ends I'm looking at this week, and that's it. I got one. I have to go all in on Ricky Shields-Jones. Oh, dude, don't do it. Don't. If a guy burns me so bad, I never go back. I, I just get get rid of him. He oh, always, he burned me so bad last He week. always goes off the, the, you, the week I get off. Are you all in on him? Yeah, I, I had him everywhere. What, Brett, weren't you all in on him too? I had, I had so much like that was the one time where if I went cheap, I was going Ricky Seals Jones. So if I went expensive, it was Ertz last week. Um, that was like the one thing. Ertz hurt I me probably off. just as much. So. I didn't have. I, that was like the only. I didn't have any Ertz, and I didn't have any Seals Jones. All right, listen, I had Mariota who got me four, right? Lost the king of the beach because of that. Leave me alone, Chris. All right. Um, all right. Uh, is there anybody on – I mean, if we love the, the – if we love the Colts side, the, we're going to have to get some points out of uh, Miami. Tannehill's back. Um, 
you know, to, to, to make these guys have good days. Is there anybody on uh, the Dolphins you guys are considering? You know, it's, it's going to be like who's all healthy at the wide receiver core. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't mind exposure to Stills or Devontae. Uh, Devontae seems like more of the GPP play. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, it's not like I'm in love with it. But you got to look at Devontae's uh, targets at least. Uh, the last three games he's had a nine-target game and 11-target game. So I feel like if this game stays close, like he – and, you know, they're implied to score 21.8, which is, you know, a lot more points than they've scored, uh, it seems like uh, – uh, with their seasonal average. So I, I don't know. Devonte Parker would be my uh, big play guy out of the uh, Dolphins wide series. Yeah. I think if I had to pick one, which I, I don't even know if I'm going to like take any in my lineups, but if I had to pick one, it'd probably be Kenny Stills. I just, I know in the past, Kane Hill has, has looked to him and you know, he is a big play guy. He can get behind guys and, you know, have big plays. So if I had to choose one, it'd be Kenny Stills, but I'm not in love with that. The passing game. Right? If I had to choose one, I'm going to take uh, Kenyon Drake. Um, I know the the usage is terrible, but um, the Colts aren't are pretty good against the 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 run. They've they've yet to allow anyone rush a hundred yard rush rushing yards against them. Yeah, they've been. Um, but uh, they have allowed um, a lot through the passing game to running backs. Um, so problem is, is that Tannehill. Probably not the guy who's going to feed the running back through the pass game a lot. And, you know, we just so much uncertainty with Drake. They just haven't given usage. But, like, this makes sense. It's in the dome. Like, this, like, yeah, it takes a leap of faith here. And you got to hope maybe that Gore is, you know, kind of, you know, winding down as the season goes along here. So, I mean, it takes a lot to get there for it to go right. But, like, he would be the guy that I think that in theory has upside in this game. Yeah, I think Amendola has the highest floor if you just look at, like, his target share and target volume. Um, but I, I don't know. Like, to me, Devontae Parker is, is the one guy that can really bust out a huge a huge uh, game. Uh, so I, I think I'm, I'd be bringing back with my Colts stacks uh, with Parker more often here. I mean, really, do I have to play someone for Miami? I'm, I – I don't love any of these guys. No, you don't because it's like there's so many, like, any of them. Look what they did to the Titans last week, and there was no one I needed to play from the Titans. It's like they could just – they could roll these guys. It could be 40 to 7, like, the final score. Like, I'm worried about this game. Like, I don't I, – I, 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 like I said, I love Mac. Um, Andrew Luck's a fine play, but, like, I'm worried from the standpoint of, like, Miami's not going to be able to keep this game close, I don't think. But. Yeah, but, like, you know, it is a 50-point total. And, I mean, none of these offensive guys are expensive whatsoever. Yeah, 40 to 7. That's 4,700. Yeah, it's, it's close. <laughs> I mean, it's close. Yeah, it's it's a spot where I, the more the more uh, Chris brought this up, I think the more uh, I like it, uh, bringing it back with uh, some Dolphin exposure for sure. It's just tough to, to pick. Yeah. yeah. Well, we have such a plethora of Dolphins options, you know. Now that we're in late November, you really have to worry about what uh, weather and these dome games and like games in Tampa Bay. Like those are the games. Like I'm gonna really start focusing on. Stay away from bad weather. All right. Uh, is that a wrap? Finally. I think. It yeah. Is. Are we gonna give our 
play and that's it. Everyone giving giving a play this week. Uh, you're so play. you're so ready to give a play. It's because you already wrote up two plays for uh, your uh, blurbs, so you're already Four. prepared. Or whatever. Go ahead. Give me a play. I won't even give any of them. All right. I'll give them someone else. All right. Not from my blurb. Okay. Go. All right. So my. Yeah. Well, I am excited. Okay. My play is Antonio Brown. All right. He's gonna have two touchdowns this week. Book it. Mark it down on your calendar. Chris Harris, Bradley Roby. I don't care who they stick on him. Two touchdowns, Antonio Brown. Let's go. Okay. Um. Since uh, since Chris hated this play so much, I'm going to Peyton Barber. Uh, no, I'm going. I'm going George Kittle, baby. Same. Game. Oh no, I don't hate the play. I think oh, it's. Great. I, love, I, love, I love the play. Oh, you just thought he was going to be. Uh, I just said I have news for you. He's going to be chalk. Yeah, this is a this is a game where I think uh, out of like all the the main guys in this game, I don't know how highly owned Kittle will be. So I don't know. I just I think in a spot where I've missed on tight end so much this. Uh, this season, like uh, Kittle feels safe to me in a game that I expect to shoot out. So uh, give me a bunch of exposure, Kittle. Jeff Hireman. <laughs> okay, boys. You're just saying a name and no reason why. <laughs> just Jeff Hireman. Because I want to run Antonio. If uh, JSU likes Antonio Brown, I want to run him back with somebody and uh, – Looking for a, a tight end. Not, not Emmanuel Sanders. <laughs> no, Jeff Hireman. Uh, um, so uh, there you go. That's, that's a wrap, that's, boys. That's my that's wrap. Yeah. So, they, sorry for the Jeff Hireman uh, closer there. <laughs> um, I have no idea. All right, that's a wrap. Um, thank you for tuning in once again. We'll be back again next week. Um, I'll be more prepared. Um, but anyway, again, shout out to our number one fan, Big E. What's his name? Uh, the the Bears guy. Just call him Bears fan. Hold on, Bears number one. Get, Bears let's fan. get his handle. Let's get his handle out. Let's let right. everyone can follow him. Um, let's see here. I'm gonna go follow him after this, just so he knows that I'm a Bears fan. It's it's at B I G G E Z E at Big E Z E. Everybody, follow this dude. It's a must follow. Um, all right. Thank you. Uh, We'll catch you next week. RG, DFS Tournament Takes Podcast, and we're out. See you guys. Later.